Welcome to Friendship with Kendra, the podcast. I'm your host, Kendra, and it is an absolute delight to have you on another episode with me. I hope you're really going to like today's topic because it's been one of the most requested topics I have received, and that is the topic of long distance friendships. And so I thought, who better to talk about this than people who have actually been through a long distance friendship and been through the messiness of it, but the really, really sweetness of it too. So I have two gals on with me. I think you're really going to love them. Their names are Mac Bridges and Ken's Durham. And Mac and Ken's met in college and they started Delight Ministries, which is a Christ-centered community on college campuses. And they also started For the Girl, which are Bible studies and a podcast to help you navigate this wonderful and wild world called life. It's all rooted in scripture, it's fun and relatable, and they are not afraid of the hard truth, which I think you will see in this conversation. So go ahead and grab your favorite kind of chip and let's get started. Okay, well, Mac and Kens, I am so excited that you guys said yes to being on Friendship with Kendra, the podcast. I have been following along for the girl for a few years now. I think it was shared with me um, by a friend on Instagram. And so the fact that our lives have like slowly weaved together um, in different ways has been such a gift. And so thank you for saying yes, you guys. Oh my goodness. This is so fun. I love it. I love that we got to meet in person a yes. couple months ago. And then here we are on the podcast. This is the best. And Ken's and I are obsessed with friendship. So literally when we saw it, we were like a hundred percent. We're in. Yes. <laughs> I know you guys are like the best of friends. I think I read when I was um, looking you guys up, you guys have been friends since freshman year of college, correct? In a cafeteria. Is that what it said? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's so funny. Our moms introduced us actually, which is the most like cringy thing ever. We are, it's freshman year when you're all like awkward walking around campus, or at least we were, and we were like making salads. And I oh. think that M- Max mom overheard my mom call me Mackenzie. And then they like forced us to meet just because we were both yeah. named Mackenzie. Yeah. So yeah. that's where it all began. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask if like your moms knew each other. And so like, that's how, but they literally just heard Somebody's yeah. Well, my oh. mom is like totally the mom who's like making a scene is so extroverted. So like when she heard Mackenzie, she's like, oh, my daughter's name Mackenzie. And then she's literally yells at me from across the cafeteria and is like, Mackenzie, come meet Mackenzie. So <laughs> that was how we were introduced, which is so funny. <laughs> that is truly so funny. Oh, well, thank- shout out to the moms, you know, uh-huh. yeah, shout, shout out. out to the moms. We love to see it. All right. So for those that might not know what for the girl is, um, could you guys sum it up into what it is, what you guys do? And then we'll get into a little bit about long distance friendships in a second. So what, who is, or what is for the girl? Yes. Yes. Okay. So for the girl, First of all, it's super girly. It's super fun. (laughs) But then we really try to take it deeper than that and be real and authentic and empower people to pursue Jesus. And we do that through a podcast. We have a For the Girl podcast that we've done for a couple years now. And all the titles usually like for the girl who blank for the girl who blah 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 so yeah that's fun and then we write bible studies that's the other big thing we do we have such a passion to helping women um dig into the word of god and make it fun to read and relatable and apply to your lives and we love doing it so you know when i like was looking on instagram and and when you guys were first introduced in my life 
for the girl is something I wish I would have had in college, but more importantly, like those years after college, when you're either moving to a new city and you don't know anybody, or you're just like, you feel behind and you're like, everyone else seems to have it together, but I'm confused why I'm in this job. That's not going anywhere. And so you guys seem to like really meet, um, girls where they're at in that area. And I think that's such mm. a gift and so needed because that time is yeah. so awkward sometimes, you know, yeah, so oh my goodness. Really it's so true. It's so true. It's like the most fun. We, um, we always say like, I don't know, neither can and I consider ourselves to be these super wise, like have all the answers type of people, but we love Jesus so much. And we have seen God at work in our lives so much when we just ask him and when we talk to him and we involve him in our everyday. And so really that's kind of our biggest thing is we just want to like invite women onto that journey with us of like, Hey, we don't have it all figured out. We honestly, half the time are like the biggest hot messes ever and are messing things up and like always doing things wrong. But God has taught us so much along the journey. And it's really fun just to create a space where women can kind of come as they are and say yes to walking into a relationship with Jesus and then connecting with other women who are trying to do the same thing and learn from each other. Cause there's so much like the things that God teaches Ken's are often the things that I need, the things that I'm like, Oh, that's what I needed to hear. And hearing it from her perspective just encourages me so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love it. And it's really nice in the age of Instagram and all the things that are a little more polished to have a place where it's not all about being polished and you can be real. So I love that you guys step into that and are the example of that (laughs) for everybody else. Um, okay. So something I like to do on the podcast is I like to do a chip breaker, which, you know, it's like an icebreaker, but I changed it to match the theme. (laughs) A chip um, and so you guys seem to like, like you like to have a lot of fun. You mentioned you're very girly. And so for your ideal girls night, okay. If you had a girls night in, or maybe you invited some friends over, or maybe it's just you two hanging out. What is something that has to be there? Like Mac, I know you mentioned in an Instagram story, you love diet Coke, but you're trying to wean yourself off of it a little bit. So <laughs> yes. would diet Coke have to be present <laughs> or what does that look like? Ultimate girls night in, what do you need to have? Oh, Oh I know mine in an instant. I know mine in an instant. My favorite girls night is, uh, to like make dinner, like to, you know, cozy vibes, make dinner. I'm all about setting a vibe. So (laughs) it's for me and Ken's knows this, like any dinner party we've ever thrown. I'm like, we need to set the vibe. I'm like, no overhead lights. We need only lamps. I was like candles. We need taper candles everywhere. And then I'm like, you have to have old music. It's gotta be like Frank Sinatra vibes, Motown vibes. Like I'm like, to me, a candlelit dinner with my girls and a good playlist of old music is like my ultimate night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mac, like basically introduced me to Frank Sinatra on a dinner night. Is that how you say his Sinatra. name? <laughs> Super close. Honestly, that's close enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have never thought, I mean, of the two of us, Max, the more like aesthetic one. And I would have just never thought, I mean, I, until this moment, didn't know those tall candles were called tapestry, tapestry, what did you say? 
Taper candles. Taper candles. Okay. So I don't know about any of that. I didn't know. I have spent at least a half of 2022 trying to find those candles and candle <laughs> holders. I don't know where people are getting these things. So anyways, that's not my niche. I would say, I mean, a good meal is for real, but I would also say if it's a crew that's like new to know each other, which honestly feels like a lot of life these days. Like it's funny, even in like, just like young and your, I mean, later twenties and just like out of college, it feels like all the time you're like introducing new people or like moved to a new place and you're in a new room and yeah, it's just crazy like that. And so I feel like in a newer setting, I love a good go around, not in like a cheesy way, but like in a good way, if it's presented pretty smoothly, I like it. I like it. Oh yeah. That's so real. Ken's. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I just heard, one time Ken's and I threw like a girl's night and dinner for our, uh, staff at delight delights kind of a sister ministry. That's a college women's ministry that, um, we're a part of as well. And we threw a dinner party. And so this is when I introduced her to all the good things. And then we were like, we need go rounds for the tables. And we had, we had three smaller tables. And so we did, um, like you had questions that we would give to go around and say, okay, at your small table, answer this. And then we would have everybody switch up to a new table. And then we give a new question. And it was like the best little night of people just getting to know each other and building relationships and learning things you wouldn't normally learn. And I'm with you, Ken's a good go around. Oh, yeah. It can really, you know, like break the ice. <laughs> it really, yeah. helps. It's, it's, it's a chip breaker. It's a yeah. chip breaker, but I had no idea that some people do not like like icebreakers and stuff. Um, yeah. but every meeting I, I lead at work, I always try to start with something and some people on my team, do it because they like, they respect me and they like want to be honoring, but like inside they're cringing and they're like, can't we just not? Yeah. It has to be a right setting, but I like that. You switched it up, you know, match the vibe. Um, when I pulled my social media audience and I asked them, you know, what kind of content do you want to see or listen to in 2024 long distance friendship was brought up multiple times and just how sometimes hard it is and how things change when friends move away. And I know you guys correct me if I'm wrong. You used to live in the same city and then Mac, I believe you moved. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you guys kind of do some long distance stuff as friends, obviously you work together as well. And so in your own words, what would you guys say is the hardest thing about a long distance friendship? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We have been, yeah, we're, um, we've been best friends for 10 years. And then I think we're long distance now for two years, maybe two and a half, something like that. Maybe three, um, yeah. Yeah. And so it was a huge adjustment for sure. And I think that's the hardest part for me is, you know, you're so used to doing everyday in-person life with your best friend. And it's so fun and awesome. Like your friend that you're in person with catching up on what happened the day before. And I think just the fact that it's different can be really hard because, you know, like I just started to question, I'm like, oh gosh, things are different does that mean like our friendship is different? Like has our friendship, the, the like DNA of our friendship changed because it's harder to connect and I have to be more intentional and I have to try a little bit harder. And so I think it's almost the like memories of the old (laughs) that Mm. sometimes really affect the newness of it. And so I know for me, just like releasing what it used to look like and leaving space to step into the newness of it 
was one of the most challenging things for me because when I moved, all of my friends went to long distance, like, you know, all of my friendships, including Ken's. And I just was like, oh my goodness, like it's not what it used to be. And kind of having to release that and leave space for God to do something new in those friendships was tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say for me, um, I love just like friends that feel super connected and like, I know everything, like the second I like, feel like they're like keeping something from me or like they did something without me. I'm like, wait, what is happening? (laughs) What is going on? And I like freak out kind of like FOMO, but in an extreme way. And so I think that's like the hardest too is, is, and it's obvious. It's just like staying connected, like, Mm -hmm. And just because so much of life happens and you're not with each other, you know, like Mac, like, you know, she led a high school group last night and I didn't know that necessarily. And like, it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she's growing up or like, (laughs) she's like, she's going to become a whole new person. And I, I don't know, like all the things are, you know, she meets new friends and she's hanging out with them or going on a trip with them. And, and I just, I, 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 try to know, but I'm not going to know everything. And, and so it's just harder to stay connected. And I would say there's solutions to that, which Mm. we might get in and to in a little bit, but yeah, I think that's just personally been probably the hardest thing for me is like a fear of like who she's going to become to without me. Mm. I think like as you grow, right. So like long distance offers so much, like there's good to it, but there's also a lot of hard to it too. And then you're both like growing and experiencing different things. And then comes like the intentionality of like, okay, if I still want to like know what's happening, I have to be a little more intentional with picking up the phone Mm. and calling or asking questions. I wouldn't normally have to ask because it's just part of our normal everyday conversation when we used to live together. And so what are some ways that you guys can see like staying connected to those long distance friendships that you really want to keep that still like intimate, sweet relationship that you had? Yeah. Yeah. I can speak into this first since I just kind of brought it up too, but like, I think the biggest thing is just continuing to ask, like, if you genuinely want mm-hmm. this friend to be yeah. a big part of your life still. And I will say, you know, sometimes, sometimes friendships happen. I could probably speak to this, like things change and like yeah. distance is okay. And you don't have to be still like <laughs> drilling them with like every detail <laughs> of your life. Cause that's a lot and can be exhausting. But for Mac and I in a relationship, that's really valuable to us. And one we don't want to become disconnected in, or we don't want to grow apart in, we make it an intention to stay really connected by asking questions. And I think that's a simple thing of like, even before, I mean, for us, we have our work relationship also in, in it and a part of it. So it's easy for us to maybe just get on the phone and talk about work. And maybe for somebody else, it's easy for you to get on the phone and just talk about that same thing, like that same guy you're dating or the same, the same like tough thing with your family that you've been having, but not ask about your every day. And so for us, it's like truly like being like, oh my gosh, how was the like high school group last night? Like, how did that go? What, like, who do you connect with the most? Like, is there someone you're obsessed with? Like, what makes you like, is it like, are you still feeling good about it? Like, I don't know all the things that and then the harder things too, and like resurfacing things that were brought up like a couple of weeks ago and falling up about them because yeah. it's not going to happen naturally. So yeah, that's what I yeah. would say. Yeah. Ken's is so good at that. She's always asked me the randomest questions. 
what? <laughs> but it's actually so cool because it shows that she cares and that, you know, she is invested mm-hmm. in my life, even though she's not a part of my everyday life anymore. Um, and so I, yeah, I think just to add on to that, the other thing I would say is just to keep showing up for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about my friends and, you know, I was the one who moved away and it was kind of abrupt and <laughs> everybody was like, what the heck? We don't understand. And, um, it was a, a hard season of like choosing to do that, mm-hmm. but it's been so cool because my life changed a lot. Once I moved, um, I got married last year. And like, I just think about moments, like I walked into my engagement party and they're all there, you know, they all got on a plane and showed up and were there. Like Ken's was there. Like, I just like, and I knew she would be like, I just knew she would show up. Like I think about like on Friday is my 30th birthday and I have two friends that are like, we're going to be there. And I'm just like, Oh, you like, you have so many other places you could be in. Like, we're going to be there. And so I think just like, there's something that's so special of my friends showing up in my new life, because I think for a long time I thought, Oh, I'm going to have to go and visit them. Like, because that was my old life. So like, it's easier for me to go and visit and be a part of their world, but them wanting to show up and be a part of my new world has meant so, 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 so much to me. And them um, just like not letting distance be the thing that keeps them from being with me right. in person on some of the biggest days and the hardest days. And um, I think that has been something that to me has kind of separated the friendships that are making the distance. And yeah. then the friendships that have kind of just like wandered off because- right. Um, they're honestly the people who have showed up here in person. <laughs> and yeah. I just think that says so much. It's funny because like friends can really go the distance, right? If they're long distance or not. And it really can, it can show you just who's going to be around in this new season. Not that the friends that aren't are less than or bad, but it's just things shift and change. Yeah. And so you just have to be open to what that looks like and kind of reestablish expectations. Because I know for me, when my best friend from here, I live in Charlotte. And when she moved to um, Kentucky, I didn't realize how much of a hole that would leave. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we talk all the time on the phone, which is such a gift, but it's so it's no longer can we just like go get sushi or meet up and go for like a quick workout class that we like always were really bad at and like (laughs) would be Mm -hmm. like really a hot mess at. So (laughs) it's just like so much different, you know, but then like the people that you really want to be intentional with, you do make time for, but it can be really hard and things just change. And like you said, Ken, like you just have to ask the questions or follow up. Or I put reminders in my phone all the time of like, someone's at a doctor's appointment, like text them, you know, just to like, remember things like that. Cause it can be really hard when they're not in the same space as you and your everyday. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what does it look like when those friendships that are long distance, maybe Um, they aren't the friends that show up for you all the time, um, or are there for the big things when things kind of shift depending on proximity or season of life, what would you say to the girl who's going through maybe a friendship shift, um, and things just aren't what they used to be? How would you encourage her? Cause that is really hard when that happens. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's so hard, so hard. And I've been in so many of those and, um, I feel like Ken's we've had seasons of that in our own friendship. And I think one thing that is like 
I think it's like the motto of our friendship. It's like, it is the thing that we go back to time and time again. And um, I think as a friend, we owe it to our friends to do this. And that's just to believe the best in each other. Um, I think it's so easy when you're going through a hard season in a friendship, just to start assuming the worst, just to start in your mind, telling yourself narratives of like, well, they don't really care about me or like, they don't really show up for me or like they have other friends and they just like, don't need me anymore. And we start kind of like forming these narratives that are, that are not founded on truth. They're founded Mm -hmm. on just whatever we, we, our emotions make them into being. And so one thing is, I think you have to tell the truth to your friend. Like you have to be real and be honest because like, if you're just telling yourself these narratives, you're going to look for it to be confirmed in every single thing they do. But if you give them the opportunity to tell you, I love you and I care about you. And I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to show up for you in a way. I think those are the moments that lead to breakthrough. Those are the moments where someone has the opportunity to apologize, where someone has the opportunity to change and to be a better friend. And I just think if you've had a friendship that has been meaningful and purposeful in a season where you experience God in it, then that can be found again. Like our Mm -hmm. God is a restorer. Our God is a healer and he does his best work when we allow him to restore something and when we allow him to bring it into a new season. And so I know that there's a lot of like, you know, cut out the toxic people from your life or if a friendship isn't serving you in the season, like get rid of it. And I think there's some truth to that, but I think what if we first allowed God to, restore it and renew it. Mm -hmm. And we actually invited him to do that by stepping up and like calling that friend and saying, Hey, I'm having a hard time with our friendship right now. And like, I love you. And I don't want that to happen to our friendship. I think we skip that step so often. And we move to like, just kind of the ghost face of like, well, it's not working anymore. And then we have animosity and we have bitterness and that begins to plague our entire heart and it begins to build up walls and other friendships. And so, I don't know. I just think that's one thing Ken's and I have tried to do because we've messed it up so many times is just to believe the best about each other and then really communicate when we hurt each other and leave space for the other person to like share their piece and their side of the story as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know in some other relationships too of mine, we've set even like rhythms. I have a best friend uh, in California now, and we've set like a rhythm of like a, a time every single month. So that's been really helpful for us as well. She has kids and stuff. So her life gets crazy. And, and I appreciate it even like she, she, I tend to probably be the one that's like, Hey, let's set a rhythm. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's do me. I'm like the one pushing the agendas, but I was sweet because <laughs> she also, she was the one that kind of started that, which was like, Oh, okay. Like, this is like something that like, I, I want to keep up with. And like, then she kind of like showed me too. She wants to keep up with it. So setting a rhythm like that has really helped. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with what Max said too. I love, listen, I am a schedule type A kind of girl. So anything with a rhythm and a schedule (laughs) is so great. I know that's not possible for like everything, but man, I love a good rhythm. (laughs) So so love that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is great. Okay. So to the person who might have a long distance friendship, that is, it's changing. They can tell it's changing and maybe it's not going to be what it once was. And the long distance friendship isn't serving them well anymore, or just like, isn't, um, yeah, like what it once was, 
How do we let go of that and not necessarily move on, but just like be okay with the shift and the change and moving forward without kind of living in the past? Because I know personally, I can always live in the past and I can like, I can like romanticize what once was and like how good it was and life now isn't as good as it was then. And so what would you say to the person that maybe needs to move on and kind of live more in the present and let go of something that has changed in her friendship? Yeah. Well, I think one thing that's really important is you need in-person friends. Like you really do. Like you need that girl who lives down the street, who can show up at your house and be the physical embodiment of Christ in your hard moments. Mm -hmm. And I think that those friendships matter so, so, so much. And sometimes I think what we do, Kendra, is we hold on so much to our past friendships where those people physically can't be that type of friend for us anymore. Yet we put those expectations on them still. And then they're never going to fill that. Like they're never going to fulfill that. And so it almost distracts us from going out and making those in-person friendships in the place where God has us planted. And I believe God has you there for a reason. So like there are people there that like you need to connect with and, and you need to invite into kind of the messy, real rawness of your life. And that's kind of the journey that I've been on is like, I've been in Charlotte now for two and a half years and making new friends is so hard. So it's really easy to hold on to the old ones when you're like trying to make new ones and not just making a friend that like you like hanging out with, but making a friend that you like hanging out with and that you've done the work of getting to the place of like, we are in each other's lives. Like we're in the mess. And like, I, I thought like, Oh, I'll meet those people because college is an incubator for relationships like that. When you're Mm -hmm. in college, they happen Mm -hmm. like that. It's so fast when you're married and like working a full-time job. It's like, you're lucky if you see a friend once a week, like that's like you're tight. And so I think it just takes longer for those relationships to develop. And so one thing that I feel like God just whispered to me over and over through the last two and a half years is like, I am doing a new thing. Like, Mm -hmm. will you open up your eyes to what newness I want to do in your life? Like, and a part of doing a new thing is like letting go of some of the old and it's not like abandoning it and dropping it, but it's like saying, okay, that person was an amazing friend for that season of life. And like, I'm definitely carrying some of those friendships into my new season, but also I have to make room for God to do something new and something different. And so I'm not looking for Ken's in Charlotte. Like I'm not, I'm looking for something different. I already have a Ken's. I don't need another Ken's in Charlotte. Like I need somebody different. And so I just think, um, there is that moment where, I think that like, you kind of come to this realization, like in distance friendships, like they can serve so many pieces of your heart, but you also need in-person friends. And so you have to make room for those. So there are those moments where you realize you can't be an amazing friend to 40 bazillion people. You sure can't. (laughs) And so sometimes friendships do have to kind of like change into a new season and that's okay. And that's like, I just think God does cool work when we make room for him to do something new and fresh. Yeah. I love how you said, um, the whole idea of like, like making room, but also like giving gratitude to what the Lord did in the past. Right. And who he brought into your life and those relationships, but also in a way, like honoring them of like, wow, look where they brought me now. And like, they were really like a setup to where I am. And that is like such a gift in itself. So you're not necessarily abandoning it as like a bad thing. It's like, that was really a stepping stone 
into where I can be right now and what the Lord's doing in my, in, right now in my life. So I love that you said that. Hans, do you have anything to add to that? Um, you know, my situation's been a little bit different. I feel like more people have stayed. So I'm like trying to think of some examples that, um, yeah, I just know it's true that like, it's just not all gonna, you're not, they're not all gonna stick. Some people are not as good with the phone and keeping up. And like, I have some friends who have just like grown apart because of that, or maybe it's not even distance that their job just takes them to new places. And honestly, we kind of laugh about it. Like we'll text like once a quarter and we're like, Oh my gosh, like how's your life? Or like, you know, whatever. And kind of just being like, just like deeply accepting of it and then starting to love your in-person friends. Yeah. I agree with what, what Max said that. Yeah. Um, something that I'm actually talking about on another podcast episode, but that my counselor challenged me to do because I was trying to keep up with everybody after college, like anybody I could think of, I would like try to call them once a week and I was exhausted. And so I wrote down those people I would try to keep up with on a napkin, which why couldn't I get a notebook? I don't know, (laughs) but I wrote them on a napkin and for a month I didn't reach out to any of them. And so whoever Mm. reached out to me was like an indication of like, okay, if they're like putting in the work then like, that's a good opportunity for me to put in the work with them to continue to grow that relationship. Mm. And not that I never talked to those other people again, that, you know, I crossed off as a napkin, but I was able to take the pressure off of like, okay, these people that also reached out to me are helping me grow and, you know, want to be equally a part of my life. And so it just kind of helped me navigate that. That's not everyone's problem, keeping up with a lot of people, but man, I really run myself dry trying to keep up with all the people when I was like 22. That's a good practice. Uh, That's awesome. Write it on a napkin, everybody. We all have a napkin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. I love that. I really do love that. Um, All right. So as we close out our time together uh, about long distance friendships and all the things, I do have one last question for you girls. And that is, what is your favorite kind of chip? So hopefully it's a super (laughs) simple uh, question. I don't know. You could have a really big predicament. You could have loved a lot of chips, but if you could have one kind of chip, what would it be? Ooh, I have so many. I love, I think I know it. I feel like I know what you're going to say, Kent. I don't know that, you know, actually, because <laughs> I'm kind of blanking personally. What is, what do you think my favorite chip is? And I'll tell you. And what your, I think your favorite chip is those Trader Joe's Fritos that has this Elote seasoning. Oh my gosh. No, that was so long ago. <laughs> Over the long distance, over this. I long distance friends. Change. I don't know what she yeah. eats every day. I used yeah. to. I used I'm to. Offended. You're like my mom. You know, like when your mom like brings up what you used to eat in like the second grade. That's like Mac right now. No, okay. I like those, but I'm kind of over those. Do you know what one she's talking about, Kendra? They're I've like, never had them, but I like Trader Joe's. So they're like they're so good. They're like the Trader Joe's talkies. They're really good, but they oh, no, they're not talkies. They're Fritos. Oh, the the Olay, 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 Olay oh. Fritos. Yeah, no, that's still old Max. The corn dippers. Old. Yeah, Ooh. That, those are good. But good I don't know. I would say mine is probably right it's now. It's some healthy chip. Let's yeah, like I love <laughs> the <laughs> brand Siete. Like oh gosh, I, rolling my eyes. No, sorry. <laughs> and the I brand actually- Siete have a lot of stuff. Like we buy the um the corn tortilla, or they're not corn tortillas, but like. Yeah, we have a lot of Siete stuff in our pantry. 
Oh yeah, they no, CIT is awesome. I just was, I just but, was like annoyed with her that we're talking about chips and she's trying I to healthify chips. <laughs> well, it's just my honest answer. So CIT, probably those salt and vinegar ones. Actually, Mac and I together crushed a bag of those the other those day. Those like a little, we they did. have like a spice to the, them. I feel like those they? were good. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. They do. They're good. Okay, those girls. Were good. That's a good one. I would eat a healthy chip. I just like it, which Ken makes fun of me for this all the yeah. time that I always say, like, I always love to claim unhealthy things, but I never actually eat it. But yeah. <laughs> it's um, really, really true and very annoying. She's about to say, like, I love like Lay's well, I was barbecue. Yeah, I was going to say, no, my favorite <laughs> chip, like if I'm going to go ham and eat a chip would probably be the cheddar sour cream ruffles. Mm. Those Ew. are so good. Those so good. Amazing. Um, oh, I but I will stuff. say my favorite, like, I don't know if this counts as a chip Kendra, but the, um, the simply white cheddar Cheeto puffs is my Crushed little, a bag two days oh, ago. that is like mm-hmm. my one snack that we always have at our house. Like that. I could just, I just like, I need 10 of them just, oh. and then I'm good to go. Oh, wow. You have really great self-control. I'm not kidding you. I laid in bed and ate half a bag. I literally oh, I laid could. in bed and my husband came in and was like, what are you doing? And I was just laying there eating those. They're oh, addicting. Gosh. Well, they're like air. So, you know, it's you're just, right. you're it's right. Just, you know, you're good. <laughs> they're just air. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. Just air. So yeah. check me out, you know, <laughs> uh, well, girls, thank you for being on the podcast. I really, um, I loved learning from you and getting to know you better. And I know, um, our listeners will also say the same. So thank you for giving some time and just wisdom to all of us. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This is so fun. <laughs> okay. So what did you think? I don't know about you, but I absolutely adore Mac and Ken's, and I think they are so wise and so relatable. If you need a little challenge when it comes to long distance friendships, I want to send you off with some wisdom from Mac and Ken's. So if you have a long distance friendship and you really feel like it's something you want to cultivate and it just brings you so much joy, then I would say keep asking the questions, keep following up, keep calling them, put a time on the calendar to connect with them because I think you're really going to see the benefits of that intentionality. And maybe you have a long distance friendship that is shifting and changing. And while that is so hard and I can relate to that, what I would say to you is give yourself permission to be okay if that changes. And maybe God is making a way for a new relationship to come into your life. And maybe that person will be in your same city, which is always sweet as well. All right, friend. Until next time.